Welcome to the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensary. Each episode will dive into the world of search engine optimization for cannabis dispensaries. We'll discuss the latest strategies and tactics to help your dispensary rank higher on search engines and attract more patients and customers. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we explore how to maximize your online presence and stay ahead of the competition in the rapidly growing cannabis industry. Hello and welcome back to our podcast. This is season two, episode one. If you were listening to our last podcast, we decided that we were going to re-up our contract, give ourselves a second season, also known as episode 11. But let's just pretend that we're in season two, episode one. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing and how to market your dispensary and the restrictions that the heavy restrictions that we have for actually marketing online, especially with like, you know, Google and Bing and places like that. But before we start, I do have to apologize because the world is conspiring against me today. (laughs) This podcast, I have my neighbors across the street who I don't know what they're doing in their back garden, but I can tell you it's noisy. And there's about eight men outside and something is grinding. And then I have... Two dogs who just are not cooperating today. One is like laying right next to me, chewing on her Himalayan cheese stick as loudly as humanly possible. And then my cats have decided to just trash my entire house. So yeah, that's my life today. So if you hear any weird noises, I would just like to apologize. You're so dramatic. It's just not my day today. It's like, I'm going on vacation and like I'm in I'm in that kind of mode but if everybody else could just cooperate with me today it would be so fantastic but it is just not happening so much drama it's so much drama and I'm just about ready to just lose it anyway what's new in your world well I got my new bike not a big deal talked about that uh, last episode that's old news my Santa Cruz well what's new is I'm getting this thing broken in this thing is a banger of a bike so it's designed for you to beat the shit out of it and i haven't quite done that yet it, it snowed a couple of days ago so waiting for the trails to ease up but there's there's a local bike park it's called ruby hill if you're in the Denver area dirt jumps mm-hmm. slope style i've taken it out there a handful of times even got a compliment of course yeah it's cool love this thing a little beefier but getting it broken in and also nhl playoffs abs lost a tough one last night. We're playing the Seattle Kraken, and they tied up the series two to two last night in overtime. So is that a real yeah. name? That's a real name of a team. Kraken, yeah, Seattle Kraken, yeah. Cool sweaters too. Really, really it doesn't cool exactly like speak hockey, does it? Kraken. Kind of hockey. <laughs> I feel like Kraken I, is like do with the sea. Well, yeah, that's their logo too. I just it doesn't like that's weird that that's a hot name for a hockey team, Kraken. Yeah, they're just they're. Fucking pesky. Uh, so they're like, you know, Avs are defending champs. They've got, they really have everything to lose. They've got a couple of their, their main players out, which is kind of tough, but, you know, show goes on. So it was an overtime last night and definitely puckered up. Um, Wait, did your, did your team win last year? Yeah, the Avs did. You oh, know that? I feel they like, I, I feel like because you went to one of the playoff games, didn't you? 
Yeah, so I I went to a couple. We had a uh, we had cool seats too. Our our suite was right next to the broadcast, so we saw like Wayne Gretzky. And he was like yeah. waving all the fans and everything. It was like super cool to see that. He, I think he definitely like lost to me. Can you go with a group of your hockey buddies or something? And get yeah, like, yeah. So we know in our skate we have a couple of the ex house players, which is pretty cool. So we get like we don't get like discounts on tickets, but we get access to good tickets first. And mm-hmm. so we we jumped on those suites pretty early. So if the Avs. I haven't gotten an email yet. Actually, uh, we haven't even talked about this. But hopefully in a couple hours, usually it's after 1 p.m. MST, so like Mount Standard Time, we'll get access. Like, hey, here are these suites or here are these, like these, whatever tickets are available. And then let's get a bunch of guys and basically go. Tough game last game. They tied up the series. We should be, as in we, the Avalanche. The Avalanche should be ahead at least 3-1 to one of this series. But Seattle tied it up last game. Which is, is last the, night. Is this the first round of playoffs? Yeah, this is when it gets real weird because this is the first round of the playoffs. So there's like four games every single night, back to back to back to back. So East Coast games, West Coast, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking uh-huh. fantastic. So yeah, wow. it's this is like one of the best times of the year. NHL playoffs are on. It's getting nicer out, so you can you know hit bike parks and everything. So yeah, things are things are great. Kaz Potts goes on vacation. I'm probably bullshit. Yeah. I know. I'm missing the first sprint race of the F1 season this weekend. We haven't had a we haven't had a race in like a month. So now there's a race. I think there's like in the next six weeks, there's like five races or something. We have a race in Baku this weekend, but it's the sprint race, which is controversial. That's I can tell you that. But I'm probably gonna well, I am gonna miss it because I will be traveling and then obviously I'll be at my parents' house and that's the priority. So, yeah, I guess I'll be catching up on all my F1 stuff when I get back, I believe. So you fly out on Friday, this Friday? Yeah, I fly out Friday night and I get there Saturday lunchtime, their time. Because they're from where I am on the East Coast, they are five hours ahead. Okay. And you're, you're departing Tampa International, right? Into, Into Heathrow. London. Heathrow. How long is that, that flight? So the flight out there is almost nine hours the flight out there is oh eight hours and eight minutes i guess that's changed it was longer than that i don't really understand how that works and then the flight home is nine hours and 50 minutes wow. that's gonna be a bitch <laughs> both direct though right i mean it, it was yes. eight hours yeah, and nine hours. i yeah. won't i won't stop there's no real reason to stop because from tampa there's British Airways, they fly direct to Gatwick, and Virgin Airways just recently started flying direct from Tampa to Heathrow. So there's no reason to stop. And honestly, I wouldn't because it's a long enough day as it is. Thankfully, yeah. my my parents live like less than 20 miles away from Heathrow. So it's not once I get there, it's not a long, you know, nice. long travel back. Yeah. But it's a long day. So trying to stop in like, I don't know, LaGuardia or somewhere like that, just. Yeah. Yeah, so we fly out Friday and I haven't packed anything. So, yeah. What are you going to bring me back? I'm probably not going to bring you something back, but I am going to send you a postcard. So, you know how I texted you the other day and and you were like, what? And I was like, never mind, I figured it out. I I was trying to get the exact part of your address that I missed last time with the Christmas card debacle. I I found it. But I found it. I'm going to send you a postcard and it's just going to be completely black and it's going to be like London at night. (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be your program but i know i was was getting addresses for people i'm gonna try and send postcards 
which is like I feel like when when we were like kids like everybody used to send postcards whenever they went on holiday and I feel like people don't do it anymore and I don't know if that was like a British thing like that's just how we were brought up or if like it was a thing in America but like I just remember as a kid you'd go on on holiday somewhere and you'd send postcards back home and yeah also, I didn't I, did maybe it's that? like a certain kind of maybe like a decorum thing I mean I didn't really go on many like proper vacations growing up was the last thing I mean well I've not like a proper vacay in a while either so you didn't I, do it though? I don't remember doing it and here's the other thing and again I don't know if this is a British thing or not but I do know that my mom and my my parents and my sister, when they've been over, have both done this. But like, when you go on vacation or holiday, whatever you want to call it, you buy gifts to take home to only like really close people, or maybe like I don't know, your best friend in the office or something like that. But like, mm-hmm. it's at least, and I don't know if it's still a thing. I'd have to check with them now. But I do know, like, when I was growing up and like before I moved over here in my twenties. I just remember, like, that was the done thing. You would always go home with, like, a small gift for somebody or, like, if you worked in an office, you'd bring back maybe some type of candy or something like that. And I don't know if that's a very, like, British thing also. Well, I am looking forward to what you bring me. Um, I'm not bringing you anything. We live, like, two different sides of the country. How can I bring you something? But you can send me something. But why? Just because it's the proper thing to do. But is it though? We just debated if it was the proper thing to do. Yeah, it's just, it's like a lost art. So I feel like you can keep it alive. I think you don't even know what you're talking about. Whatever, Casper. Anyway, let's move on to proper things to do when it comes to cannabis dispensaries and marketing. That was a yes. great segue, by the way. That was a great segue. <laughs> some credit. Stringent, stringent guidelines. So... I guess we should talk about the fact that you just cannot advertise marijuana, marijuana products, dispensaries on a Google ad. Like, you cannot do it. So we're going to talk about why you cannot do it. And then we'll kind of touch on, like, ways around it and what you actually can do to market yourselves having to follow the restrictions that not just Google, but companies like Meta who have, like, Facebook and Instagram snapchat twitter those kind of places because there's restrictions everywhere so we did we touched about this lightly in the last episode and so that's why we're talking about this now because it really does tie in and honestly i'm kind of thinking that maybe this should have been like our very first episode but here we are it is the first episode of season two so (laughs) you know we can at least use that so i guess like there's a number of reasons why you cannot just go buy a Google ad and be like, hey, come to my dispensary on 123 Main Street. And I think probably like the biggest one, if you were to categorize it, would probably at least, and I want to preface this by saying, despite the accent, we are really talking about America specifically, obviously, because that's where we are. That's where we're based. And that's where the companies are that we work with are based. So the big one, would probably, I would say, would be the actual federal laws surrounding marijuana and marijuana products is probably the main reason. And obviously, despite different states having different laws within the state regarding medicinal marijuana or recreational marijuana, we do have to remember that at the federal level, 
marijuana is still illegal. It's still considered a Schedule One substance under the Controlled Substances Act. So, with that in mind, we have to take into account that any form of advertising of marijuana, basically on any online platform, could be considered as crossing a state line. And therefore, now you're dealing with federal crimes. And obviously, we can't be having federal crimes if we're trying to advertise our dispensary. So I think that's like, to me, that's the biggest reason. You just, you cannot be trying to get yourself in trouble with the feds, regardless of what your state says. I find it weird. I find it so odd that you can just legally buy marijuana in Colorado, say, but federally it's still a crime. It's so, it's not confusing. It's just so odd that, that it's okay. It's weird. So then within that, you have to take into account that all of these social media platforms, obviously, they have to take that into account. And so within their own policies or terms of terms and guidelines and communication rules and everything that they have within that, they will have their own specific policies as far as what you can do. And that will fall in line, obviously, with, with the federal laws. So you have to read the terms and conditions of specific platforms themselves also. And I, I did read recently that there has been some kind of, I guess, let up, if that's the right word, when it comes to advertising CBD products, but they are still very restrictive in what you can do as far as advertising a CBD product. So I'm not really going to go into that right now because we are specifically talking about dispensaries, but that recently happened this year and it's still very tricky. So I'm not sure that I would even particularly want to touch it. And then another reason obviously is that marijuana is age restricted. So even if you were going to market your product, you still have to be really careful about the age restrictions that you're marketing it to. And I know, for example, when you go most dispensary websites, if it's not on the initial homepage, once you get further into the website and you're looking at purchasing product, there will be a pop-up that does request you to say your age or at least state that you're over 21. So that would be another reason is you're going to try and advertise your product, but bearing in mind that your product is restricted by age. So how, you know, you can't really get around that with just a regular ad. And then the other thing is with anything, and I don't really know how, like, I was thinking about this the other day because I was in Target and we were talking, talking to my husband about a specific brand of gummy vitamins and i won't name them but they're very popular and they are sold in target flintstones no (laughs) no (laughs) but they're very popular they're sold in target they're super popular they have like a gummy a gummy vitamin for like everything and my husband's like i just don't you know i don't think they work and i was like no i'd actually read I had read online recently about the fact that they are not, they don't have everything in them that you would need to have in them. So their effectiveness is not quite what they're saying it is. And it's the same with, there's another company that's very popular on social media, particularly TikTok, that is like a, like greens. 
that you would mix into like water or juice or something super popular same with them mm. they just don't have enough of the active ingredient within them so it's like i don't know how these companies get away with marketing that they oh this will make you sleep this will give you energy this will this is a great women's vitamin like i don't know how they get away with it that's not my realm but i say that to say that you know you can't be marketing your cannabis product this will cure your migraine this will stop your i don't know anxiety like making those claims you can't do it on your own website so you sure can't be you know trying to advertise that fact on google of like making these claims that this wonder drug is going to cure all of your ailments because you have to be very specific about that and you know what marijuana can do because everybody has a different reaction to different products and it may help somebody with one thing it may help somebody with something else that's why i don't know how these i don't know how these vitamin companies get away with it it baffles me you think that there'd be some regulation on it and i'm sure there is but you know saying that this greens is going to magically cure everything and it doesn't even have enough of it doesn't have enough of a higher percentage of whatever is in that product that's gonna be that effective i think it was ad age but this was years ago that i read those companies spend more on marketing than they do in r d oh there's this one product that is literally all over tiktok right now it's like I don't know how they are pay- I'm assuming they're paying all of these creators to use their product. Like it- oh my, it is every, like literally everywhere. And if they're not like, just like, hey, try this product, they're like subtly use. it's like subtly in the background of their kitchen, you know, or they're like, they're telling a funny story, but while they're telling the story, they're mixing this product in with water. Like it's not necessarily <laughs> like, you know how like, in some movies, there's product placement. It's yeah, a lot it's sneaky. Yeah, it's like that. And again, if you did a little digging into this product, it doesn't do. It doesn't do anywhere near what they claim it does. So, like you said, if they're spending all of their money on the creators, and like, and then they're not outwardly advertising. I've never seen an advert from them ever, right. but I have seen like a bunch of different creators using it. So, and to be fair, I've only ever seen it on TikTok. I don't use Facebook, but I have an Instagram and I've never seen it on Instagram, but I've seen it like all over TikTok. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's some rule, but so there's that. And then I think lastly, the other thing is that, and I think this is probably specific to platforms, but there are places where you can't show images of people using marijuana products in any way, whether it's smoking it, whether it would be you know vape pens whether it would be gummy yeah you can't actually show people using it like do you remember like back in the day when you could advertise cigarette brands everywhere yeah you couldn't show anybody smoking a cigarette so same principle i remember watching f1 when i was a kid like you know five years ago and like marlboro was like a huge huge sponsor and the whole rear wing of like these cars one of the cars had like Marlboro all across the back and it was like red and white, like a Marlboro package. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't like, obviously you can't advertise cigarettes anymore in sport, but yeah, like think along those lines, like you can't show anybody actually using the product. So Mm. again, that's, that's another restriction that you would have to take into account. So there's, there's a lot of restrictions that you have to be aware of and I, they do change. 
So it is something that you you definitely like need to stay on top of. Like I said, there recently has been a slight let up in terms of CBD products, but they're very specific. They have to be approved by the FDA. It's not just like, oh, I have a, a CBD candle. I can advertise that now. No, there's still there's still restrictions on that, even within, you know, that realm. So yeah. it's definitely advisable that either you as the dispensary owner, manager, or us in the SEO world of dispensaries, that we constantly stay on top of it because as it evolves, we need to make sure that we're evolving our practices of what we do so that we make sure that we get the best for our clients. Mm-hmm. And if you own a dispensary or you do marketing for a dispensary, like you need to stay on top of it. Because just in the last year, if you think how much has changed within the industry itself, you know, that's going to end up being reflected in what we can do online. Yeah. It's only going to change even more, right? Next six months or so? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we look at like states that are now going wreck that you never thought would go wreck, Mm -hmm. you know, and the impact that that's had. I mean, we've seen it firsthand for ourselves with clients, the impact it's had on their dispensary alone. So, yeah, I think it will evolve. I think as, I mean, there's already so much research out there in terms of marijuana, but I think that people just, that also keeps evolving. So as that evolves, like everything evolves around that too. So it's only going to change for sure. So lots of, lots of red tape everywhere. Lots of stringent parameters on this. Google ads doesn't like it. We see from time to time, you'll get dinged. It'll be disapproved it violates they're called asset groups and the policy is recreational drugs and then it, it just disappears you know like like google ads like we we talk about this all the time it's like what's the difference between a google ad and seo seo is more sustainable google ads is for like immediate impact but we've gone through the stringent guidelines of you know it's a pain in the ass to do it so where have you got into like what options there are because there are what, there, are, uh, there are options, yeah, for sure. What what can we do? And if, if we jump into like, for example, I, I went to lunch on Sunday with the fam at a place here in Denver in the local area. I grabbed the, I believe it was the latest issue of Westward. And, and I was like, man, I haven't held one of these in years. I wonder how many people have actually said that. A local like staple back, you know? And right. for clarity too, like if you peel back the curtain on this, Kazpot, how long were you in publishing? Ugh. Oh, too long. <laughs> too long. All right, yeah. That answers I mean, that. over 10 years. Yeah, so you, you basically ran the companies, right? I mean, like, I was operate. Yeah, yeah, I was operations, but yeah. Yeah, so you saw the everything from the top down. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I so, literally got my way up from the bottom, so there wasn't, yeah, I know the inside out, yeah. Yeah, and so going back to our previous lives in, in publishing, when we met many, many, many years ago. There's a local publisher here in Denver. We won't say the name. I'm sure some of our listeners know. And you know, we, we have a media kit with like numbers in the media kit of circulation, of audience. What is it? Another metric. You have audience, circulation, oh, s- subscribers, which is more or less, I, mean, I guess you can have an accurate count on, on subscribers, but on circulation, you can't really, I mean, if you're not audited, chances are, a local publication probably isn't a local magazine probably isn't so mm-hmm. it, it's basically a crapshoot right so you're you're gambling on somebody 
for example, what I did, I was like, oh, wow, I haven't seen one of these in a while. I'm just going to pick it up and head out the door. You're gambling on somebody. If you're a dispensary, you're gambling on buying a full page ad, hope they don't bury you in the back or put you directly next to another dispensary, which like half the pages in that local staple back were dispensaries. So you're aligned directly next to your competitor who's probably a couple blocks away. Basically saying this is just a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. And also, I know we talked about this earlier, but like, especially now in this day and age where everything is digital at your fingertips, you want it now. You tell me who's picking up a magazine, whether it's a local-based magazine or whether it's you know a nationwide magazine, who's picking up a magazine to try and find out where the nearest dispensary is and what products they've got? Cannot wait for the latest issue of this local stapleback magazine. That's I'm going like, to read it right before I watch the ads game tonight. It's just no, nobody's doing it. It's, it's, you're it's like, not going to fucking happen. No, you're like, I really want to try a new whatever for for my my anxiety oh let me trundle down to the newest nearest freaking newsstand pick me up a copy of whatever magazine and see who's dispensary no no one's gonna do it it's not ride my horse back yeah Yeah. no one's gonna do it and then and then a lot of these magazines their distribution is not subscriber based the majority of their distribution is not subscriber based it goes to trade events so now your your magazine you've got your your full page ad for come to my dispensary in denver and this publication's at an event in boston like no it's the least effective way of advertising your dispensary because you're trying to get you're trying to get local residents or maybe if you've got a rec if you're in a rec state you've got visitors right to your state those are the people you're trying to attract you are not going to attract locals or visitors with some magazine that's published nationwide and your ads like page 75 in a publication. It's not yeah, happening. Not going to yeah. work. Okay, so we have like a local newspaper, which are basically gone. No. Staplebacks. I guess there's a time and place for them. What about on like, actually, when we worked at a new dispensary a couple of weeks ago, we had this conversation of, he's saying, he had a great point of, he said, yeah, so I'm, I'm also paying weed maps. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's exactly, that's the point I'm making is that you're paying weed maps to get in front of their audience. I get that. But you're investing in SEO and you're building the asset that is your website. You're paying weed maps Again, no. of their you're audience. Pay, you're paying weed maps, so is everybody else. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're right next to your competitor. Yeah. It's a couple blocks away. It's it's I'm sure it's geofenced, so it's location based. You're next to your competitor. You're you're just building the asset that is Weed Maps or Leafly or those other marketplaces, those other sites like High Times, like whatever. We get that, but there's nothing more effective and more sustainable than building the asset that is your website. I mean, if oh. you do it effectively, it pays for itself. Yeah, because here's right. the thing. And this is true of Google ads, even if you could advertise on Google ads, this is true of Google ads and weed maps and anything else. The minute you stop paying that bill, it's gone. gone. So with SEO, that's not how that works. You're building your website. You're, you're moving yourself up the Google, up the Google search. So yeah, it's, there's paying for something or investing in something. It's like rent or a mortgage. Yep. 
And it, it was almost like he wasn't on camera, but I, I could like hear in his voice. He goes, yeah, that makes sense. I get it now. Okay. And then that's when we started talking like, you know, nuts and bolts of the campaign. Right. right. And it's, it's that dynamic shift of you're investing in your controlled asset. You're, you're getting your customer data versus paying somebody else and pumping up their tires. This is the opposite of that. Okay, so local newspapers, staple backs, they're antiquated. We know that. We kind of came from that industry. No one reads them. They're outdated. There's also really no way to track the ROI on that. You advertise on other platforms. You're just building their their product versus building your asset with SEO. Yeah. So how do you solve all this? So SEO and website conversion. This might be a little technical, but to kind of pare all that down, we have links, keywords, domain authority, the content on your website, the website structure and hierarchy, technical SEO, and page speed. Take care of those. In other words, SEO, search engine optimization and optimizing your website. I think we've had episodes in all those subjects. I, yeah, I just listened yeah to pretty sure. Once you get those, those practices optimized on your website, that's when you start climbing the ranks. And that's when you start building the asset of your website, which inherently, as you climb the ranks, the byproduct of that is increased sales on your e-commerce, your shopping, and more foot traffic. Yeah. That's, that's the byproduct of increased website traffic. And then once you have them through your door on your website, now it's about customer retention and customer service and, you know, it's your job to keep them. I feel like too, if, if you get a new customer and they have a good first experience, friendly bud tender, you know, easy process. I went in, this is my problem. I went into the local dispensary. They solved my problem in like a short amount of time. This is just me because I get impatient. I get poopy pants sometimes. They <laughs> solve my problem like pretty quick. I'm always going to go back there. If I have a good experience. I'm always going to go back there. And then that customer lifetime value of the dispensary increases too because it's an organic find on part of the customer. Oh, for sure. And then you get word of mouth straight out of that too. Because if yeah. they are comfortable and they start getting to really know their bud tenders and they know the products yeah. and now they're going to be like oh you should go check out xyz you know dispensary go see this person they'll really help you out or or and then you can start getting reviews which i know we've talked about we've touched on before when we talk about google my business and optimizing that but like yeah reviews especially optimizing google my business or the what's being places or something i think that you can't overstate enough how important it is to do that whether it's yeah. google maps google my business but the reviews are so yeah. huge making sure you solicit reviews making sure that you earn good reviews because a lack of reviews or really not good reviews are going to hurt you and also when you talk about like google my business and stuff that's places where you can put photographs. So you can put photographs of the outside of the building, the inside of the building, some of the offerings that you have. So it is a way to get pictures of your products or the inside of your dispensary ranking on Google without obviously them having to have initially gone to your website. So reviews are like such an important element of that. This is literally how I found my bike. I go into a shop, to one shop, 
drove a bit of a ways away from here in, in Denver. They didn't have the, the exact bike that I wanted. I got sad. Okay, I go home. I go to the manufacturer's website and I look at, I, I forgot, the, like preferred retailers, I think it was. And then they had a couple, like a little bit closer here in Denver. So, okay, cool. And then I Googled, I literally Googled the name of the bike shop and then their, their panel popped up, basically their map clicked on it. And I saw the pictures inside. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like a local bike shop, not like a big franchised bike store. This is a local bike shop, local owners. So I can talk to people and, and get like, you know, if something goes wrong, like a warranty on the frame, on the wheel set. If I break something, because, you know, of course, I'm going to be going off big jumps. Duh. If I break something, I know who to go to or like start the process. And they have like all those images are laid out like in their Google profile. This is cool. So I called him. The owner answered. I didn't know it was him. I said, hey, do you have this bike? He said, no, I can get it. I said, okay, I'll take it. And it was like a... It was like less than five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think I just think like Google reviews are just so underrated by a lot of people. So I, my primary care physician has recommended that I need to go see a specific specialist, and had given me a couple of you know ideas of who I could go see. Well, I went to one of them, and their Google reviews—they're mixed. I would say they're somewhere between like three and four stars, but the most recent ones because i find that those are the most important ones for me it's like people were complaining that this particular office they couldn't even pick up the phone it was very hard to talk to someone and if that's like the initial L which whenever you're dealing with someone and you're trying to make an appointment that's like priority right so if you can't get the basics correct in your office the rest of it's done for me you know yeah because yeah that's, exactly if you can't even answer the phone, return a phone call or get me an appointment, then what about once I come into your office, what am I going to deal with then? So obviously I didn't pick that specialist, but this, they're so important that that kind of stuff, it's basically from your peers. It's people who are interested in the same things you're interested in. In your case, it's the bike, right? So these people are probably going through a very similar process to what you're going through. And there's always going to be one asshole who, you know, didn't get his ass kissed enough. So like his reviews kind of shit. But normally if that happens, you can spot that kind of review a mile off. But these people are going through the same process that you're going through. And you have a, a group of probably local people, all ages, all, all interests. But these are the people that you're going to trust because they're exactly going through what you're going through. So that's why when I say it's really important that you earn a good review, you have to earn the good review. And that is a customer service element, but they're very important. And also, if you're finding you're not getting many reviews, then you need to figure out a way to solicit them. I know we have one client who within their dispensary, they ran a competition with their bud tenders. And I don't I don't know what the prize was. I don't think they ever told us, but it was who could get the most reviews. And and it was like a little competition. I think they ran it for like a month or so. All the bud tenders were, you know, working really hard to get Google reviews because they understood how important those reviews were. And once you get them, it's also important for you to interact with them. Well, I think we've just about covered that. Again, if you have any questions, suggestions, responses, anything you'd like to say, you can find us on YouTube and you can also find us on LinkedIn. I'm going to go pack now.
because I have to, you know, fly in a few days and I haven't done anything. Yeah, I guess we'll see you in the next episode. Peace. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensaries. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found value in the insight and the tips we shared. If you did, please hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling super generous, we would love it if you left us a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, or if you have any questions, you can go ahead and find us on LinkedIn or YouTube. We'll see you next time.